and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for August 9th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, got lots of stuff to cover today for this weekend. Holy mackerel. But first, uh, we're going to get to the one new video that I have up on my blog, and that is uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics from this week's episode of Raw. So finally, the WWE gets around to a title match after months of nothing. They, I mean, look. They dropped the ball so badly on this. It makes me wonder why they bothered starting these titles in the first place. And they made the champs, the Iconics, look like clowns. I think what people don't understand about the Iconics, they're good wrestlers, especially Peyton. Peyton Rice, very good wrestlers. It's been a, they've veteran wrestlers been around for several years. But they are being told to act like idiots. Okay, this is what they're being told to do. All right, as far as the, the, the neglect of these titles, I don't think it was deliberate. They're just stupid sometimes, okay, and neglectful. And I mean, Paige mentioned it in an interview where she, you know, the, the, the writers, they don't want to talk, they don't want to approach Vince with anything. So it, it's kind of weird. Anyway. They couldn't really do this match on SummerSlam. The card is already bloated, and they would have had to give this match way too much time. Listen, would I have preferred a, 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 a you know two two teams with a proper build? Well, they didn't do that. They they decided to hot shot it. Okay, and and here's the thing. Here's the thing. As soon. As Alexa and Nikki teamed up last week, I knew they would win, okay? Because Vince loves Alexa, though she stinks in the ring, all right? She's awful. And, you know, the other thing about her is who the hell knows when she'll suffer another concussion? You know, I, I, and the other thing is the reason they had to do this match by SummerSlam is because the Iconics... They had to get the belts off them because Peyton Royce is getting married, as I think a lot of fans are aware. She's marrying uh, uh, the wrestler formerly known as Ty Dillinger. He now is Sean Spears at AEW. So she's getting married, okay? And so she's going to go on her honeymoon. She's going to be off for a while. You know, Billy can go home and visit her family and stuff like that. So, they, so that, that's the reason... They screwed up the whole run of these titles on the Iconics, and then they had to hurry up and get the titles off them because they're going away. <laughs> but keep in mind that the WWE is going to Australia in the fall, so don't be surprised if the Iconics get the belts back. Anyways, the match was okay. There's nothing special. It's kind of disjointed the way these type of matches are. Uh, the one really big mistake uh, that I noticed was when Oscar uh, had the Oscar uh, lock on um, on um, uh, Mandy Rose Sonya was supposed to try and interfere and then Kyrie was supposed to stop her but <laughs> Sonya forgot to come in the ring so and they even mentioned that on commentary but uh, you know the match was uh, for, for if, you know, fine until the ending, 
which I thought was poorly executed, especially by Alexa. I mean, look, if she can't take bumps anymore, they need to stop using her as a wrestler because the bottom line is she isn't any good at it anyway. Okay, may I remind you, okay, that at NXT, they stopped using her as a wrestler because she wasn't, getting, she wasn't any good at it, okay? They made her a heel. She was a, a valet for uh, uh, Buddy Murphy and his partner. And the point is, uh, um, the point is, she still isn't any good. She can't work, okay? Now, first of all, I had a big problem with the ref tackling Asuka. Uh, that really stood out uh, like a sore thumb to me because the refs aren't supposed to do stuff like that, okay? And we don't hear about it publicly, but when they screw up, they get fined, okay? So they have to be very, very careful not to mess up. And I, I find it hard to believe that a ref would be told to do something like that. Okay, and the other problem was right at, at, at the finish, As Alexa completely whiffed on her punch uh, to Kyrie so she could do her finisher. She missed, first of all, you could see that she missed completely. It wasn't even convincing. And secondly, the other thing is, there's no way in hell that Alexa can punch hard enough to knock Kyrie out. It was... First of all, it was stupidly booked because they know that, okay? Secondly, she didn't do it properly anyway. Now, obviously, it was the finish, so they were running out of time. So Kyrie sold it anyway, okay? I think if they had had more time, she wouldn't have sold it. But, you know, she sold it anyway, and Alexa did her finisher, and the two of them got the win. So, I mean, here's the thing. If Alexa can't even do that properly, and it's the same problem I have with uh, uh, Lacey Evans, where she whiffs half the time too. Is if Alexa can't do that properly, a move like that that is so simple that anybody with any kind of training should be able to do it, what the hell good is she? So anyway, the WWE goes from one weasel t heel team to another that they will use to bury these titles when they should be elevated. It's just... The, the, the finish was booked poorly in the first place because it's ridiculous to think that Alexa could do that to Kyrie. And secondly, she didn't even execute it properly. Okay? Anyway, the video's up on my blog, so be sure to check it out. Now, there was um, uh, one fight uh, on the Dana White Contender Series, but uh, the video... It doesn't look like it's going to get posted, but I did watch it, and it was on Tuesday night. Uh, the fight was uh, Italian fighter Lucretia Ria uh, defeated uh, um, Maliana Santos from Brazil by a split decision. And I did watch the fight. Um, neither of them got a contract. I didn't think they would. Uh, the fight was not very good for the most part. I'm not exactly sure what the UFC was expecting after um, uh, um, the Santos girl, but I think they, were, they, they think she has a KO power or something like that. And um, I, I think what happened in this fight is uh, Lucretia is, is a lot taller uh, than um, 
than Santos. And so she never could seem to get inside properly to, uh, you know, use her power and that sort of thing. So the, the match itself, the fight itself turned out to be a dud anyway. And uh, Lucretia won by split decision. I wouldn't hire either of them. Now, they're both supposed to be flyweights, but I wouldn't hire either of them. And they did not win a contract. But it's like one of those things, don't be surprised if we see one or the other down the road. But I didn't, I didn't like the fight, and I didn't like either of them. And uh, the fight's not posted. I would post it if, it if it was available, but it's not. Okay, let's go to this weekend. We've got lots of stuff going on. Okay, we got lots of stuff going on. First of all, we have tonight, we have Invicta FC 36, which will air uh, starting uh, 8 p.m. tonight uh, on UFC Fight Pass. So um, let's go through the card. The main event will have Pam Sorensen uh, against uh, Caitlin Young for the vacant uh, Invicta Featherweight Championships. And... Uh, you know, to me, you know, you've got two older fighters. Neither of them are very good, okay? And I really don't expect much from this. I think it'll be 25 minutes of nothing. And, you know, somebody will win. I expect Caitlin to win. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I just don't like either fighter at all. Okay. The rest of the top of the card is equally eh. Uh, you have uh, Brazilian fighter uh, at strawweight. You have Brazilian Janessa Morandine versus uh, Emily Ducote. Uh, and Janessa missed, missed weight, okay? And, and I guess the bottom line on her, she isn't any good, okay? You know, she isn't any good. Why is she still in Invicta? Uh, Emily Ducote is a, a former uh, Bellator fighter. She fought at um, Flyweight in Bellator. I, I don't know what it is with Invicta. I guess they think if somebody fought on TV, they must be good because otherwise she isn't that good. You know, she got beat by the other fighters there, so she isn't that good. Now we have at Adam Waite, uh, Jessica Delboni versus Lindsay Van Zant. Uh, Jess, both fighters have been in Invicta before. Uh, Lindsay recently uh, appeared in Bellator, but um, as a one-shot kind of thing, she fought at a catchweight. I think it was 112 pounds, and she fought um, uh, Ryzen's Rena, and she beat Rena in the first round, put her to sleep. And she's been in Invicta before. She's okay, you know, nothing special. All right, we have at, uh, flyweight, uh, at flyweight Stephanie Geltmacher versus Victoria Leonardo. I really like Stephanie Geltmacher. She's looked very good so far in Invicta, and I really, I really like her. Uh, at Atomweight, it is Elise Anderson versus Katie Saul. Uh, Katie is uh, replacing uh, a fighter, I believe her name, uh, the, the girl from Toronto, Nicola Kakas. So she pulled out with an injury. Katie is from Winnipeg. Uh, her record is three and three. Uh, you know, she fought mostly in King of the Cage, um, <laughs> fighting the usual suspects over there, uh, both in atom weight and straw weight. Um, and she's three and three fighting there. So how the hell good can she be? Um, Elise uh, uh, looked pretty decent in her Invicta debut. 
the other three fights are all with fighters that are fairly uh, newcomers. At flyweight, Chantel Coates will face Caitlin Sammons. Chantel missed weight. At, uh, and then two um, bantamweight fights, Aaron Hart versus Autumn Norton. Uh, and then Megan Colley versus Julia Ottolino. And uh, those are all uh, Invicta newcomers, okay? All right. Now, that, now that show, of course, is on tonight, 8 p.m. on UFC Fight Pass. Okay, tomorrow night we have uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 14 at the uh, Antel Arena in Montevideo, Uruguay. Now, before I get into the fights that are on the show, there's one fight that was canceled. It was originally uh, supposed to be Ashley Evans-Smith versus uh, Taylor Santos. Uh, Ashley got injured and was replaced by a Brazilian uh, Ariane Carnalosi. Uh, and then Taylor got injured, and they decided not to uh, replace her. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, they could have gotten somebody from the Brazilian regional scene, I'm sure. But they just decided not to do that. They just decided not, they just decided not to do that for some reason. I, I'm not exactly sure. I think they didn't really want to have two um, UFC newcomers in that fight, and, and you know, or, or something like that. Okay, but there are three women's fights on this show. Uh, the big one, of course, is the main event. It will have Valentina Shevchenko defending the UFC flyweight championship against Liz Carmouche. And um, we'll start off by saying that uh, Liz was supposed to fight uh, Roxanne Mataferi a couple of weeks ago, and instead they decided to pull her and give her a title shot, which she does not deserve. Um, but the problem is there really isn't anybody to challenge for that title right now. Not because, you know, they're just developing the division, okay? So we'll, there's, we're, I'm sure some title challengers will develop in the next couple, few months. Now, I expect Valentina to win pretty handily. Now, uh, um, I should point out that these two have fought before, but uh, there's an article online about that fight that's just so ludicrous. Uh, idiot promoters. I don't even want to get into it. Liz won the fight, but it was the fight. I wouldn't even count it. It's just so dumb. Anyway... Uh, the way Valentina's fighting these days, I don't think Liz can beat her. Um, you know, if Liz can get it to the ground, maybe. But, you know, I never thought she was a great fighter in the first place. Uh, even though she's a former bantamweight title challenger, she kind of got that by default. Uh, but I never thought she was a great fighter anyway. Um, but she's kind of, she's had injuries and she's kind of um, deteriorated. And I just don't think uh, she can compete with Valentina. Valentina is much quicker than her, for one thing. Okay? So I expect Valentina to win. All right. So we have two other uh, fights on this show. Um, uh, at strawweight, Tisha Torres will face Marina Rodriguez. And uh, I would look at Tisha here as kind of a gatekeeper. Uh, Tisha uh, is uh, a former... Um, uh, highly ranked fighter. I think she was ranked as high as four, but she's kind of on the way down now. And I mean, I never thought she was that good personally. I, I, um, she's primarily a striker and she does that sidekick that we see sometimes. But other than that, you know, she doesn't do much anything. She's terrible on the ground. She's primarily, I would describe her as a points fighter. 
I don't think Marina is really any better than her, uh, but we have to find that out, right? Uh, Marina is uh, from Mexico, from, is from Brazil, and she came, sorry, I thought it was Mexico, but she's from Brazil. She uh, was on Dana White Contender Series, and her record is 11-0-1. So, I mean, it, it, if you want to see how good she is one way or another, put her in there against somebody who can test her. And I think Tisha can test her, but I don't know who's going to win the fight, you know. Now, uh, in the other fight, which will lead off the show, um, it's going to be Pauliana Viana versus Veronica Macedo. And uh, uh, I, this is at flyweight. I expect Pauliana to uh, win the fight. Uh, I expect Pauliana to win the fight. Veronica uh, is from Venezuela originally, but she lives in Europe. She lives in Poland. And so, you know, that's why she's on this show. But she has not looked good in her fights, and I would expect this to be her last shot. And she'll probably get released if she loses. Pollyanna has had mixed results, but I think she's a better fighter than Veronica. And by the way, Pollyanna is that girl that beat up the mugger at the, at the bus stop in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, that was a big story a few months ago. Okay, so, all right. So we also so that's tomorrow night. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN Plus in the um, U.S. In Canada, the prelims, the early prelims are on. I think the first two fights are on um, uh, UFC Fight Pass, and then the rest of the show is on TSN. And the first match, which will be the Pollyanna Viana versus Veronica Macedo, that'll be at 5 p.m. Okay, also over this weekend, we have the WWE. And on Saturday night, we have the um, uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto show, and there's uh, two, two women's uh, matches on the show. Uh, the first one is um, uh, Shayna Baszler defending the uh, NXT women's title against um, uh, Mia Yim. And, and the funny part about it is they actually are very good friends and they live in the same house, okay? <laughs> Along with Jessamine Duke. Uh, I believe Mia does all the cooking. So the, the story here is that uh, Mia is this scrapper, Okay, it's like she grew up in the streets in California and she's a scrapper and all that kind of thing. And she's a veteran wrestler. She's been around for, God, 10 years and she's uh, been in Japan. She's fought. She also wrestled for TNA Impact. Um, she almost had her career ended like a couple of years ago when she had a serious foot injury. And fortunately, the surgery she was able to, the surgery was good enough that she was able to continue her career. She's not somebody that I would consider for the main roster. It just she's been around too long. And I don't know if I see her beating um, Shayna. Shayna's in an interesting situation because, you know, when I think of Shayna Baszler, I think of one thing. Shouldn't she have been brought up to the main roster last year? And I guess that's the whole thing. I think there's kind of a bit of a logjam at the top of the um, women's division at NXT because Shayna is still there. You know, she's had the belt for a long time. She's going around claiming how she's the best women's, uh, NXT women's champion of all time. But she should have been brought up to the main roster already. And I don't know why she hasn't. Uh, I don't really know the answer to that question. But... Um, you know, unless they're bringing her up, I mean, I don't know why she would lose. 
quite honestly. I don't know why she would lose, but uh, I actually, there we go. I actually, uh, I think it depends if they're bringing her up or not. I've said this for a while now, and you know, I don't know. I don't know, but if she's not being brought up, I expect her to win, because I don't think Mia can beat her for one thing. Okay, the other women's match on the show for me is much more interesting. It's going to lead off the show, which uh, starts at 7 p.m. on the um, WWE Network. And that is uh, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Okay, so you all know the story about this. Candice LeRae was helping Io in her battle to unseat Shayna, Shayna Baszler. And of course, we all know what happened in the cage match that they did uh, 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 a couple of months ago. And the idiotic finish. I mean, it was one of the goofiest, flukiest finishes in, in history, right? And what ended up happening is EO turned on Candace and hammered her with a chair, like repeatedly, okay? So now EO is coming out to the ring completely new look she she she's all in black now in japan they're calling her black eo <laughs> and coming out with with new music okay different look now the only thing is the only match that she had on tv was a brief match with casey catanzaro and you know less than a minute into the match candace came out and attacked eo so um, this will give you the opportunity to uh, find out how EO looks as a, um, as a heel. Um, now, the, the only problem is this is on the same time as the um, UFC show. And uh, I, I think that the uh, Tisha Torres versus Marina Rodriguez match is going to be the same time as this match. So... What I normally do in that situation is I record the NXT show and I watch it after. I watch what I need to watch afterwards because I just want to watch that match and also the Shayna Baszler match I can watch anytime. But I'm primarily interested in, in seeing the EO uh, versus Candice match because I want to see how EO performs as a heel. Uh, I don't know who's going to win that match. It doesn't make any difference to me. I don't care. Uh, I just, I'm very interested in seeing how EO uh, behaves as a heel. Okay. Now, also, we have SummerSlam on uh, Sunday. And, uh, oh, oh, by the way, I hope to have the EO um, versus Candice LeRae match uh, posted on the blog Sunday morning, along with the uh, UFC fights as well. Now, on, on Sunday is SummerSlam, and there's uh, two women's matches on the show, neither of which I'm particularly thrilled about. One will have Becky Lynch defending the um, uh, WWE Women's Championship against Natalia. And the reason they're doing this, of course, is Natty Neidhart is Canadian, and so they figure she'll get a big pop in Canada. And the build for the match has been... Ugh. I, the reason it's... Ugh, is because nobody really buys Natty... As a, as a credible challenger, okay? And, oh, I forgot to mention it's a submission match. And so they don't, they don't, Natty is just not a credible challenger. I mean, maybe at one time she was, but she's been on Total Divas too much, and her promos are awful. 
And, you know, she's got a job for life. What can I say? And, but she's just, I, I, you know, it's not what I would have done. Okay? But I understand why they did it. The other match is a nostalgia match, of course. You've got uh, Charlotte Flair against Trish Stratus. And, of course, Trish is from Toronto. Okay, she's been retired basically since 2006. Now, the one notable thing about that match is Trish has stated that this will be her final match. So I don't know if that means that she will come back for special appearances like she has in the past, um, like she's come in for Royal Rumbles and things like that, but she has stated that this is her final match. So I guess... If that's the case, I assume she's going to put Charlotte over, which that's the last, I don't know if Charlotte needs that or not. Now, what I think we'll probably see is Charlotte challenging for Becky Lynch for the title again, okay? So that's what I expect to be. Now, can Trish, how long can Trish, Trish wrestle? I don't know. They put her in a tag match on Raw earlier this week, and she never got in the ring. You know, Natty did the whole match, so she never got in the ring. So I don't know if she can do a match. She hasn't had to do it in recent years, so who the hell knows? But she, the one thing I can say for sure is she has said, that's it. She's finished. Okay? So we'll see if she keeps her, keeps her word on that. She's not known to lie, so I don't know. So anyway, uh, so that's it. So, oh, yeah, we have a couple of new fight announcements. I almost forgot. Uh, first one, uh, from the other day, Brett Okamoto of ESPN reported that Holly Holm and Raquel versus Raquel Pennington has been added to UFC 243 October 5 at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. Okay, Ra Raquel confirmed this on Twitter and Instagram. This fight is at bantamweight. Now, if you're familiar with Raquel's career, you know that she wants rematches with any fighter who has beaten her. She calls this Rocky's Revenge Tour. So I can assure you she is stoked for this fight. Now, of course, Holly won her UFC debut over Raquel by split decision at 2015. At the time, Holly was heavily hyped, and I think fans were disappointed that Holly wasn't dominant, and, and it was revealed afterwards that Raquel broke both hands during this fight. And of course, Australia is the site of Holly's biggest win over Ronda Rousey. I always thought that fluke was a win. I always thought that win was a fluke. And, you know, I had seen Holly before the UFC, and she just isn't an aggressive fighter. Most of her fights have been close. I mean, she's a points fighter, right? And in her latest fight, she got KO'd by Amanda Nunez, right? So that was her first KO light. So, you know, she's now 37 years old. So we have to wonder how much time she has left. Now, though Raquel is 30 years old, she's probably not the same fighter since her ATV accident a couple of years ago. And in her latest fight, she beat Irene Aldana by split decision. Now, that was a gatekeeper match to test Irene, which she flunked that test. So this is a little different. I expect the revenge factor to motivate Raquel. The question is, will that be enough for Raquel to win this fight? So that's the big question because whoever loses is one step closer to retirement. All right, now we have one more that we got to talk about here, and that 
that's that. Actually, two more, but Brett Okamoto reported yesterday that two women's fights have been announced for UFC on ESPN 6, December 7th at Capital One Arena in Washington. In a bantamweight bout, Aspen Ladd will face Yana Kunitskaya, and in a strawweight bout, Claudia Gadelia will face Cynthia Calvillo. And Yana has confirmed her fight on Twitter. Aspen is 24 years old. She trains at MMA Gold in El Dorado Hills, California. Her trainer is Jim West, uh, and he is her trainer, Jim West, is also her boyfriend. Now, she uh, lost her last fight to Jermaine Durandamy due to a terrible Herb Dean stoppage. It was just awful. She also looked pretty shaky during the weigh-in, so she's been to the UFC Performance Institute to help with that. We'll see how that goes. Yana is 29 years old from St. Petersburg, Russia, but she trains at Jackson Wink in New Mexico. Her record is 12-4 and one no contest and 2-1 and one in the UFC. She's a former Invicta featherweight champion, and I mean, she can fight at either 135 or 145, and um, she will have a significant height and reach advantage. But she doesn't punch very hard, and she doesn't finish fights. So she's really kind of a points fighter. I also think this is a big st step up in competition level for Yana. Uh, her, she was one in her last two fights, but not over the greatest competition. Um, Claudia is 30 years old from Brazil. She now trains with Mark Henry in New Jersey. Uh, Claudia is an elite fighter, especially on the ground, but she lacks endurance. Now, for her recent win over Marco, Mar Randa Marcos, Henry taught Claudia the Caitlin Chukagian keepaway style. So Claudia admitted this afterwards, that her goal in that fight was to minimize damage. Of course, that fighting style is a double-edged sword, depending on how the opponent handles it. Now, Cynthia is 32 years old from Sacramento. Her record is 8-1 and 4-1 and in the UFC. My understanding is she continues to train with Justin Buckholz, though both have left Team Alpha Male. Now, Cynthia was supposed to fight on the recent uh, Sacramento show, but was forced to drop out due to a broken foot. I think Claudia is a big step up in competition for Cynthia. The winner could be in the title picture. So... It remains to be seen if Claudia fights the same style, and if she does, what will Cynthia do? Okay, so uh, we'll just have to wait. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Now, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for today. As I said, don't forget to check out that video on my blog, frankb316.blogspot.com. Uh, be back on Sunday with the three UFC fights and the uh, Yo Shirai uh, match on NXT TakeOver. Um, I'm not planning to do a podcast after, on Monday after uh, SummerSlam because there's nothing there that I'm really interested in reviewing. I'm not really that interested in either fight. Um, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, uh, you can leave a message on Anchor's voicemail. And uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you later.